Putting yourself first is hard. And if you don't do it, the people you put ahead of yourself are exactly the ones that you're going to let down. What's up, Active Lifers? Welcome back to the Active Life Podcast. I'm Dr. Sean Pastuch. I'm your host. And today, I'm going to discuss with you how to rethink putting yourself first. Potentially, even how to coach other people on putting themselves first. I'm going to help you understand why that's the thing that you need to do to be the most valuable version of yourself for somebody else. If you fail to put yourself first, what ends up happening is there is less of you to give to other people. And when there's less of you to give to other people, you are less valuable to them than you otherwise would be putting yourself first. I know that right now you doubt it. By the end of this show, I'm confident the opposite will be true. Remember, if we get to the end of this show, and I'm right. And you're like, holy shit, I do need to change that. It would be better for everybody around me. Head to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave this show a five-star review. <clears throat> I'm not asking for it now. I'm asking for it after this episode has brought you value. After this episode has brought you value, I'm asking you to return it. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Write us a review. Whatever you got to do, I appreciate it. Let's get to the content. Putting yourself first can feel icky. It can feel like the thing that is selfish, that makes other people feel like they're not important, that has people thinking that all you care about is you. And it's easy to worry that if I put myself first, if I start saying no to other people and yes to me, then people are going to think they can't depend on me. They're going to stop asking me to do things with them for them they're going to feel bad. All of these things. And you might even lose the relationship. In a lot of cases, you might be fearing loss of the relationship. You might fear that if you go through with something that you really want to do, that your significant other would leave you. My question to you is why do you want to do that thing? What's really at stake doing that thing? And if your significant other knew that that was what was at stake for you and they still told you not to do it, would you be with the appropriate significant other? Is that someone with whom you would want to continue a relationship? Think about it. Let's take a hypothetical situation, one that I know extremely well because I've talked many people through it. Let's pretend that you just bought personal training from a coach or a company that you truly believed would be able to help you finally overcome aches and pains, self-doubt, and insecurity to become the best version of you. You just bought personal training from that company. And, or by the way, you just bought coaching from that company. Or you're thinking about buying coaching from that company. Obviously, I'm talking about Active Life because we've done this many times with many people. The first thing to consider is 
Why are you buying the thing? Why are you saying yes to you for the thing? What's at stake? Is it a want or does it feel like a need? Which one is it? Are you confident that buying the thing is going to get you what you want or what you need? Okay. If the answer is yes, I am confident that I need the thing that this company has, that this business has, so that I can be the best version of myself. And you feel like there's something in you that's missing right now, something you'd like to improve. And you believe that this is the solution to improving it. And you went to your significant other and you said to them, I want to do this thing because I'm missing this part of my life. I can no longer play on the ground with our young kids. I definitely can't play basketball with our older kids. I'm not going to be able to go on that hike that we wanted to go on as a family because of the way that my body feels. My work is actually becoming harder to do because I spend a lot of time on my feet and I have to find myself sitting down because of the aches and pains. I go to the doctor and the doctor tells me that I need to either stop doing the things that I'm doing, find new hobbies, take, get a shot, take a medication, or have a surgery, and none of those are inspiring answers for me. None of them are. And I believe in these people, in this company, who is telling me that they can help me. I believe that they can. I believe that working with them would help me to finally live the life that I scripted for myself. And so I'd like to spend this money on that company. And I would like your support. If you said that to your significant other, and it was true, and your significant other said to you, I get all of that, but I'm not in support of it. Well, what is it that they're not in support of? This is the part of the conversation where it's important that you're communicating effectively. What is it that they are not in support of? Is it that you don't believe this is a problem? Is it that you don't believe that my physical impairment here is a problem? Is it that you don't believe that company is going to be able to solve it? Is it that you believe there are a lot of other companies who could solve it for less money? Is it that you think I should just get the shot, the medication, the surgery, or change the hobbies? Let's get specific about what it is that you're not in support of. What this does, what this part of the conversation does, is it allows both parties to have clarity over what we're actually talking about. Because if what we are talking about is the person you're trying to compel to your side that you genuinely have a problem that deserves to be solved and they agree that you have a problem and disagree that it needs to be solved. You need to assess that relationship. You do. If you said to somebody, I'm insecure, I'm in pain every day, I feel like I'm missing out on life. I want to do something healthy for myself so that I can overcome that. And they said, eh, I don't think it's necessary. That's a problem. Now, I know that doesn't make it any easier for you because I know you're, you're not listening to this podcast to 
end relationships. And by the way, I want you to retain your relationships. I want you to strengthen your relationships. Part of this is learning how to have these conversations so that you can strengthen your relationships. A lot of what it is that you would need to say to the other person is very vulnerable. It puts you in a position of having to trust them with the most vulnerable version of you. I am telling somebody I am insecure about this. I feel like I am missing out on life. I'm afraid, okay? I'm afraid that this is going to keep breaking down and it's going to get worse and worse and worse for me. Telling somebody who you really care about those words is scary because they have the power now around what they want to do with them. They have every opportunity to turn around and tell you that you're weak and tell you that you're not deserving and tell you that you got yourself into this mess and say, I told you so and tell you that this pisses them off. You're exposing your underbelly to them and asking them to protect it instead of destroying it. And my friends, that is fucking scary. So to those of you who find the gall to do it, I'm proud of you. That's hard. And I know that you may need to know that there are people out there supporting you. If you know nobody else who supports you in doing this, you know me and I support you in doing this. And if you need help doing this, by the way, send me a DM on Instagram before you do it at Dr. Sean Pastuch on Instagram. I want to do this. I need to have this conversation with my significant other about whatever it is with my friend, with my dad, with my mom, with my son, with my sister, with my brother, with my girlfriend, with my boyfriend, with my husband, with my wife. I don't care who it's with. Send me the DM and I will have the conversation with you. A hundred percent. I will help you through it because I know this is hard. If you expose yourself in this way to the people in your life who are important and say, I want to put myself first. I want to say yes to me. What you are effectively doing is telling them, I want to be a better version of myself for you. That's what it is. If you want to retain the relationship, you telling them that you want to improve yourself is the greatest gift that you could give to them. I want to be a better version of me so that I can be a better version of me for you. It's reasonable that they would say, I don't need a better version of you. I love you the way that you are. That's a very reasonable response. What's important for them to know is that you're struggling. You are struggling. You're burnt out. You're insecure about being able to provide financially or about being able to move around as you age. You're lacking the confidence that anything is ever going to get better. You feel like you're failing. You want to show up in a different way. Whatever the thing is that you're trying to say yes to yourself for, it's about you wanting to show up in a different way. And it's reasonable for the people in your lives who you're saying this to, to question that. 
You have to give them the grace. It's reasonable for them to question it. Why would you want to change the way that you show up? Everybody loves you. I love you. The answer is because you're not there yet. That's the only answer that matters. And now, if you believe that you have a solution, let's, let's take it away from active life. Let's say that your solution is, I want to hire a mental health professional to help me with this. Who, who would say no? Who would say no? Now, let's go to the next step. A lot of you would say, maybe you wouldn't to me, but you would say it to yourself. I just... I think I can just deal with it. I think I can just tolerate it and get by. Okay? Well, then let's talk about who that affects. Because you right now think it affects you. Right now you think that you not improving yourself, you continuing to say no to you, you believe that affects you. And you're tough. You can handle it. You're resilient. You can deal with not being where you want to be. It's not that bad. You can do it. Okay. Well, what's at stake for everybody around you? If today is your peak, because trust me, and you, I don't even need to say trust me, you already know this. If you're struggling with something and you're just going to deal with it, you know that today is the best it's going to get. If you're struggling with something and you're just going to deal with it today, right now, this moment is the best it's going to get. So what happens when it gets worse? What happens for the people around you when it gets worse? How are you able to show up for them when it gets worse? How dependable are you going to be for them when it gets worse? How fun are you going to be to be around when it gets worse? How helpful are you going to be for the people around you in your life when it gets worse? You think you can deal with it. You think you're tough enough to handle it. You think you're resilient enough to just absorb all of this. And you think that doing that is a favor to the people in your life because now they don't have to deal with your difficulty, with your pain, with your struggle. It couldn't be more untrue. In time, what happens is you absorbing all of that becomes their problem. Because as you become less of you, they have less of you. The only way to put the people in your life who are the most important to you first is to recognize that you do that by putting them right behind you. You can't pour from an empty cup. 
if you want everybody's cup to be full, the one you need to keep filling is yours because that's the only one you can pour from. If your cup is getting low, you need to fill it so that you can fill other people's from it. If you keep filling from other people's cup, excuse me, from your cup, if you keep allowing the hole in the bottom of your cup to exist, you will not be able to fill it in such a way that it sustains and allows you to fill other people's. You have to put yourself first. If you don't, what you're doing is you're actually being selfish. The opposite of what you think. Because the only reason not to put yourself first, if we're in agreement that putting yourself first is actually the only way to put others first, if we agree that you need to be the best version of you to support other people, and you decide not to do it anyway, what's happening is you are avoiding the conflict, the fear, the danger of putting yourself first. in exchange for the comfort of not having to risk it. You are exchanging the fear of action for the safety of not having to take the risk that when you declare to the people in your life who are important to you that you want to put yourself first, that they would take advantage of of your vulnerability, that they would leave you, that they would, acknowledge, would, would admonish you, that they would hurt you. And what I want you to understand is that people who would do that to you would do so for a few reasons. One, they don't realize they're doing it. And you need to share it with them. You need to tell them. Two, they don't understand why you feel the way that you feel about yourself. You need to tell them. Three, the only person that they think about is themselves. And in that case, you don't want that person in your life. No matter how much you want them to be someone you want to have in your life. And another one that's a strong reason is they're just as scared as you are. And the uncertainty of what are we, what's going to happen if we do this thing? What, how are we going to be able to pay our bills? Are we going to be able to live in our apartment again next month? How are we going to put food on the table? What if it doesn't work? All, all of those, by the way, extremely rational fears. And those are the ones, by the way, that are the most easy to overcome. Because those are the ones when you sit down together and you formulate a plan. Because if taking action is inevitable, listen, I have to do this for me so that I can be this version of me for us. So it's happening. Now what we need to do 
is effectively prepare. How are we going to make sure it works? All of those questions around fear, all of those questions. When someone says, how, what, what if it doesn't work? How are we going to pay our bills? How, all, these, all of these things. I understand it's easy for me to sit here and say they failed to question what if it does work. I understand that's easy. It's something you need to consider, though. What if it does work? The other side of that, what if it doesn't work, is also reasonable. And the question that you need to be asking yourself is literally that. What would we do if it didn't work? And you don't get to take a bunch of time to figure it out. You have to actually explore what would we do if this didn't work. And what happens when you put yourself in that situation is you actually figure out what you would do if it didn't work. What you would do if it failed. What the worst case scenario that you're afraid of actually is. What the solution to that worst case scenario actually is. And then it becomes a matter of taking action against that worst case scenario if it were to occur, which by the way, is always highly unlikely. And once you take action towards it, borderline impossible to come to reality. You must put yourself first if you are going to take care of anybody besides yourself. Turn pro.